Watcher, welcome to another episode of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show's Highlights, The Chats. With me, Andy. Let's play the jingle. So yes, welcome one, welcome all to another episode of The Chats. Uh, we continue our conversations with different political parties from Maidstone. Uh, this morning, we had a bit of a double whammy. So later on, there'll be another episode released with the Conservatives. But now it is all about the Labour Party. Maureen Cleeter, God lover, came into the studio just before heading off to work. And this is what she had to say. Howie Styles and as it was here on Maidstone Radio's Breakfast Show. My name's Andy with you through until 10 o'clock. And now it is time for our first of two guests this morning. Uh, All week long, we've been talking to members of political parties from around Maidstone. And this morning, we have been joined by Maureen Cleeter, who is the leader of the Labour Group on on Maidstone Borough Council. I got there. Uh, I used my words. Morning, Maureen. How are you? Uh, morning. A bit hot and bothered like everyone else, but I'm here. It's interesting. Everybody said that when I asked how they are. It's all a bit steamy, particularly in this studio. Um, uh, obviously, uh, first off, we know full well that there is a leadership race up in uh, London uh, for number 10 and uh, for the Conservative Party. Are you relieved your party isn't having to do the same thing? Well, my party's been through that and elected our leadership and... I think probably we're made a better fist of it than the Conservatives are at the moment. Um, But um, the difference is they're in government and while we're distracted by this, um, the country needs to be running and, you know, you have Priti Patel, you have Dominic Raab not appearing before committees. They need to get on with it. They need to get on with it. So uh, do you feel that uh, Boris has resigned at the right time? No, he should have gone earlier. He should have gone earlier. Absolutely. And, and do you think uh, he should be, do you think he should still be in number 10 or do you think he should have, or a caretaker PM should have come in? I, I would have preferred a caretaker uh, PM because this whole thing is a distraction. No work is getting done. Um, how the Conservatives pick their leader is up to um, their rules. I'd be very interested to see the televised debate. But in my opinion... Um, If you've been part of that cabinet, then you are responsible for keeping Boris Johnson in power for that long, including all the issues on integrity and honesty that, you know, members of the public have been so angry about Mm. while, you know, we've been going through major trauma and troubles. One of the things that's really confused me when I've been watching the news is that the Labour Party tabled a, a motion of no confidence in the government which was voted down. And then the government themselves put a, a motion of no confidence against themselves. What What's going on there? That makes no sense. Uh, the, the vagaries and workings of parliamentary democracy sometimes, I think, for the general public, just, you know, blow their mind away. Um, I, I, I watched that. Uh, the Labour Party one was ruled out of order because there were some issues with the wording. Right. Rather than, and then the Conservatives is my understanding, and I am not a parliamentarian. If you ask me, I'm a trade unionist. If you ask me my branch rules and my union rules, I can tell you chapter and verse. But my understanding is, is that the Conservatives put that forward so one couldn't be put forward again. I leave them to it because having watched, listened 
to um, the goings-on in uh, Parliament over the last couple of days where the two Alba MPs were asked to leave uh, the chamber. I, I Let's put it this way. If we behaved in work the way they do in Parliament sometimes, uh, I think we'd all be on a disciplinary. Uh, well, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, it just feels quite hypocritical. And uh, on that line, we've had, mm. at the beginning of the week, 11 candidates stand for Conservative leader. Almost all of them, apart from Rishi Sunak, who was saying we should have tax cuts. Mm. And they've all previously voted for tax rises. So are the, are the Tories hypocrites? I think in some cases, yes. Um, I think this is about a lot of the 11. Um, I think it's not about them wanting to be leader. I think it's about them jockeying for positions for whoever gets elected to put them in their cabinet. But I think if you've been in the cabinet with Boris Johnson and not challenged him and not held him to account, then you are as culpable for the mess that we are in as a country as he is. So in in that case, uh, in, t- in terms of tax rises or tax cuts, which one would Labour be supporting? I think we'd need to have a look at the books, to be quite honest. And I think it's no use taxing the likes of ordinary people like myself who works, like yourself, You need to look at where the tax burden falls. There is people making millions in unearned income. So, I mean, the lovely Mr Wilson, who has been a major landlord, he would have paid no tax on the rental income from those properties he has. We have people who are, um, well, let's be quite honest here, even members of the Cabinet with non-DOM status Mm -hmm. in their family. Um, So they don't pay their requisite tax. We need to be taxing the people equally. It's no use always hitting the people at the bottom, which is the ordinary working man and woman. The tax system needs to be fair. We need to close the loopholes and we just need to tax everyone fairly because if everyone paid tax on their income, then actually we'd all pay less tax because the burden would be spread fairly. Okay, well, it's it's interesting that we're sort of trying to figure out what should happen. Do you mm. find it quite frustrating that there isn't sort of clear details coming from Labour leadership about what your party's policies are? I think we've been quite clear, um, you know, uh, over the period of the leadership under Keir Starmer and Angela Rayner. The problem we've got, though... We can say this is what we want and we believe in and and they're out there. You can go and look at them. The problem we've got is we're hitting a moving target because there is so much disingenuousness about what's coming back. I'd personally like to see a Prime Minister's question time where you get a question asked and you get an answer. And we don't get that. And, and, And to be quite honest, for the general public, when you speak to them, they want an answer, and sometimes the answer is yes or no, and they'd accept that. So, so I think for us, it, it's a bit like, um, and we need to see the books because I'm not even sure what state those, if you like, those books are in. For us to then say, right, this is the state of play, this is what we want to do, but but we we're clear on on major issues. You know, we want to have better education for people. We want to have resources targeted where they need to be. Where Labour are in government, for example, in Wales, then there is the difference that is made in social care. 
if you look at the metro mayors in uh, Manchester and Liverpool, for example, there's no rail strike in Liverpool mm. because that's under the auspices of the metro mayor and they have negotiated and settled a fair deal and transportation is working. But there is a Labour mayor in London, isn't there? Sadiq, yeah. Yeah, Sadiq Khan. Yeah, yeah, but there's certain uh, a certain amount of government oversight as well. Um, and in terms of transport for London, the funding for that is different from where it's done in Mersey Rail and in Manchester. So it's all, to be quite honest, part of the problem is this mixed economy. And I think if you spoke to some Conservatives as well, they would tell you that if we want to get the economy better, if we want to get the environment, we have got to have an infrastructure that does that. And at the moment, in rail, in buses, in 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 actual transportation-wise, there is no um, economy that says privatisation works. We need to have it all linked in together. And it's actually a public service. It, it's a public service. If you try and get in from some of the outlying villages to Maidstone, well, it's going to be difficult now because there's been cuts to those bus services. And we're not talking about people. They want to come in for medical appointments. They want to come in to go to the hospital. They want to come in maybe to do meet friends and, and come to this you know wonderful voluntary service and say, yeah, I want to come to this group, but they can't because they're isolated because of the transport issue. And trying to get across county is a nightmare. It, yeah, uh, well, I mean, to, to, I live in East Farley. To get into Maidstone, yeah. it's £2.80 for a four-minute train ride, um, assuming that the trains aren't on strike, of course. Uh, so is, is that value for money? What's, what's the solution to our travel problems? I, th- I think the solution to travel problems is, is, is having that joined-up approach. If you go to France or to Germany, where I lived when I was uh, an army spouse, railways are run efficiently, and they're run very efficiently by Deutsche Bahn because they used to own Arriva, and all the government money that went to Arriva is profits go over across to there. So I, I, I think there's got to be some sort of in, this disjointed privatisation um, is does make it difficult to have a joined-up approach. If we are going to care about the environment, we need to have cleaner travel. We need to have a more joined-up travel. And the fact is, you know, if you look in other areas, they've got better public transport systems that are joined up. And, and make it easier for ordinary people to say, do you know what, I'll get the bus to work because it's cheaper mm. and I can just hop on a bus, get to work, come back and I'll save the car if I've got to do, I don't know, a big shop or, you know, go and visit somewhere. But I went to um, go home to visit family in Liverpool and it was over £120 for a return ticket. Now, even at petrol prices as they are now with my little car that I've got, I could take me and four passengers for less than that. Right. So is is the answer then nationalising bus and rail services? I think we need to look and have a conversation about how we um, manage that. And I think it's about saying that these are public services. So it's all very well the Conservatives saying... 
uh, we don't particularly like the RMT at the moment because they're going on strike or we don't think nurses should be allowed to go on strike um, or that. What they should be saying is if these services are so critical, how do we, how do we as a, a government, as a society, ensure that they are resourced, ensure that they're efficient, ensure that there's green technology there and ensure that they deliver what the public want. Great. Maureen, we're going to take a quick break because we need to uh, do the travel and all that kind of stuff. But we'll come back and we will continue our conversation with Maureen. But first, how about this? We will... We Were Young from Wes King, our single of the week this morning, or indeed this week. I don't know what I'm on about. Uh, Andy here with you on the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show. We are here until 10 o'clock. And at the moment, we are having a chat with Labour councillor Maureen Cleeter. And uh, just before we had a quick break, we were talking about, you know, uh, the Conservative leadership elections and the impacts here down in Maidstone and what kind of services we should be looking at. But whoever wins that leadership election do you have to now go to a general election to ensure they have a consensus from the public? I would say so, but I doubt they will. Why do you think that? Um, because they want to cling on to power. Um, we, we've had this before. They, they will say they had a massive mandate when uh, Boris Johnson was elected in 2019. But, but to be quite honest, since then, it's been downhill all the way. And I think people are losing confidence in politicians, whether that's local or national, and it's impacting on us all. They want to see truthfulness, integrity, and even if they don't like the answer they give, they just want a straight answer on things. Well, speaking of, we've not heard anything from our local MP, Helen Grant. Um, We haven't heard whether she would have resigned her two government posts. We haven't heard whether she would... um, In fact, we asked her to come on the show. We asked her to engage with us and explain what's going on here on the show. We heard nothing back from her. Um, Are you surprised by that? Well, yes, because you're not in the wield. Um, (laughs) uh, I, I, I wish I could say, I mean, I was obviously politically totally opposed to the beliefs of Anne Widdicombe. But the one thing you could say about Anne Widdicombe was she was seen, she was visible. I used to work in Priority House. She always came at Christmas round all the hospitals. She was visible and engaging. I, I, I'll be quite honest. I don't. I think the last time I saw Helen Grant was at Proms in the Park when I was right. there with fellow councillors. And she walked through that crowd unnoticed because nobody knew, recognised her for who she was. Um, And for me, I know MPs are busy. I know they have a lot of work to do. But Helen Grant was supporting Boris Johnson. He appeared at Detlin. She was supporting him. She threw her support behind him. Um, I've not heard one word of criticism about anything that Boris Johnson has done. I have not heard anything or seen anything um, that said that um, she was going to resign her post. Nothing. A stunning silence. And I think, for me, part of the issue is she has a, a portfolio that is important, which is to support women and young women throughout the world, the Commonwealth, But you know what? There's lots going on in Maidstone as well as in Jordan. And I think she was in 
Africa at one point, and that's absolutely fine. We've got to do that development work, but actually not to the detriment of your own constituency as well, mm. especially when you advocate for things in other countries, but then go and vote for a cut in the aid budget and vote for cuts to services here that do impact on young women and girls and the most vulnerable in society. And, and for me, that's unacceptable. Okay, uh, so would a Labour MP, what, what would they be doing differently? What would a Labour MP do differently? Well, I think a Labour MP here would do what, La- what MPs should be doing, no matter what party you're in. You listen to and represent your constituents. Yes, there will be a very wide, diverse views and opinions, but the bottom line is you are an MP to get the best possible for your constituency, and I'm not seeing that. And I certainly don't see um, her around Ringleston mm. knocking on doors. You know, I don't see her around Tovel knocking on doors. In the same way, in my ward, I don't see Helen Waitley knocking on doors in Shepway. You know, so for me, you, you have got to engage with all your constituents. Now, me as a Labour, a Labour councillor, if I was a Labour MP... And with the current, let's leave the boundary changes out of it too. Under the current, I would have to go and ensure that I engage with people in the wheeled, even though my experience and living is in in Maidstone Town Centre, because that's what you do. You are there to understand the problems and the needs and the successes and the good things that happen in your constituency. Celebrate them, but deal with the issues that affect the people who voted you in on a promise. Maureen, uh, I, I'm so sad to say that we've run out of time. Uh, we have to go to the news in a bit. Um, but thank you so much for coming in. I know that you are now running off to work because unlike me, you have a proper job to do. <laughs> I, I'm a frontline social care worker. So yes, I have got a proper job and, you know, I enjoy it. Good. Um, well, uh, hopefully you have a good day. Please don't melt in the heat. Um Take care of yourself and thank you so much for coming into chat. And with us. thank you for inviting me and please feel free to invite me again. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't she lovely? Off to work she goes. Maureen, uh, thank you for coming in and having a chat with us. Maureen Cleeter from the Labour Party talking to us live this morning. Uh, in Of course, there will be another episode released today with the Conservatives, so uh, make sure you are primed and ready to download and listen to that. Of course, at any time, please feel free to leave a review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff that you're meant to do for a podcast that stuff do it that would be grand and of course you can always listen to the show live every wednesday thursday and friday at wearemaidstone.com from 7 a.m but for now i will leave you to collect your thoughts for a bit have a lovely friday